I mean, it's it is kind of crazy to me. Like right now, like I don't understand why like Burger King and McDonald's aren't pushing like soy patties. Yeah, like, it well, seems some... like it'd be so cheap. Like... Well, well, here's the thing though. Fat Burger has their own like soy patties. I don't know if you heard about those. Do they? At Carl's... You know the Impossible Burger. Yeah, they have those at Carl's Jr. Yeah, exactly. They're starting awesome. to sell those. At... But it costs more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I well, I still get them, but it's like it'd be so nice to be able to get like two like vegetarian burgers for like four bucks type of thing instead of but let's start the podcast okay cool (laughs) welcome everybody to another episode of conversations from a room that is the name of this podcast where i sit down with people in a room and have conversations i'm here with a very special guest i've known this guy since like 2008 back in miami florida where we went to miami palmetto high school zane yeah that that all sounds about right <laughs> let me just say no uh, one go back and check but yeah that seems about right i think it checks out uh, let me just say it's a it's an honor to be here chris uh can i say that you're you are like Cher or like beyonce where i don't know your last name and I, a lot of people just know you as zane yeah i mean what is your last that, name? that's pretty much okay most of the time my last name is platter you could have, I you could have bet me a billion dollars, and I would never have guessed your last name was Platter. You might have told me that once, and I just forgot. You know, it's like most of the time you'd you'd be able to just get by with Zane. <laughs> That's why, yeah, because Zane Zane already is like a pretty cool name. It, it, there's a lot of Thank weight you. to it, you know what I mean? Zane Platter. Yeah, it works out. It it works out well. Yeah, well, good for you then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, God. Yeah, well, welcome, dude. I'm so glad to have you here. Yeah, Zane, no, you just moved to, to uh, Los Angeles about, what, six months ago? Yeah, in October. Let's see, what month is it now? It's a, 2019 the end of, the of, end of February. February yeah. You know, like four four months or something. Really? So even before that, wow. Yeah, four whole months. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you liking it so far? I, I uh, you know, I love it out here, but, you know, moving here in October from Florida, it's been cold. Yes. it's been cold i tell people yeah. it's like uh the first winter i've i've really experienced which you know is a joke but i'm serious have you I'm driven cold. out to the mountains yet during the winter seasons because you can check out the snow and all no that. i see them out there yeah. i see the snow-capped mountains which is really um, that's another thing being i'm going to uh i forgot to tell you i'm going to big bear next month yeah that's yeah. the spot right? i'm going it's like with two my hours dad. away yeah we're gonna go snowboarding no way yeah yeah it's gonna be pretty fun I've never done anything like that. I've never skied or snowboarded. Well, uh, as soon as you want to, we can always go, man. I'll be down. I mean, it's only like an hour and a half outside of the city. I, I yeah, yeah. Desperately, it's want kind to. of a it's kind of a a, a financial investment, but because you the have snowboarding to, like, and skiing. Thing. Yes, yeah. you, you have to get the ski passes. You have to get the equipment, and then if you don't know how to do it, you have to take the lessons and all that. But I I feel like you, you're probably the type of person you could just kind of pick it up. You just do it on your own. You have you have that will to we'll like see. just try something new and figure it out on your own. I've never been able to skateboard or roller skate though. Okay, so it I seems am, easier. So it seems like the general consensus is that you're the you're probably just the biggest loser of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to do anything. I can't cool. argue with that. <laughs> you don't know how to do anything cool. <laughs> You've also never kissed a girl. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, fun, man. So tell us about your experiences so far in Los Angeles. How was your your move from so from Miami, Florida, to Los Angeles, and trying to just getting into like the the rough and tough in it? Well, you know, one thing that was striking about driving out here, you know, I'd phone here. You drove from from my yeah from yeah this, from the, me, from the East Coast. Um, me and my girlfriend, well, how who, long was who I have kissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to ask her for a second source. <laughs> call her up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a caller real quick. <laughs> this is seriously why you're calling her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how was that? So you, you guys moved out here together. That's cool. So you, you guys were starting your, your new life together in Los Angeles. Yeah, she, she'd she been out here over the summer doing an internship, and mm-hmm. then she got hired full-time, came back to Florida, and we drove out together. We stopped in New Orleans. Perfect, yeah. Tech. Did you guys check out, like, Bourbon Street and all that? French Quarter? Yeah, yeah, we did. You know, we, we drank daiquiris and hand grenades. And... Isn't it such a neat place to go and and just experience like the culture and then also realize that you can walk around with an open drink i didn't know that when i first went there the open container thing i really um i think in the past year i've realized like you want to go on vacation to a city that has open containers. it's nuts right it it makes it so much better because you're not stuck in a bar yeah also it helps with not being like not being forced to drink somewhere and then having to drive where you could just like walk with your drink to the next bar and all the bars right. are really close to each other so it makes it feel safer that you can like just walk from one bar to the next and not have to worry about like okay now we have to drive and then just drink it we're stuck drinking at one place and then you can't you know go yeah, you don't have to have the commitment and the pressure you <laughs> exactly. can kind of just like fall in and out of places so what was uh what was the biggest thing you noticed between uh the east coast and the west coast the biggest differences in like culture clashes and all that well you know it's three hours earlier here right? <laughs> <laughs> yes that's yeah. for, for geography purposes that's the huge the biggest difference yeah, yeah. they say freeway out here yeah yeah they say freeway what do we <laughs> yeah. say turnpike what do we say yeah freeway yeah, I somebody like was saying that when i first moved out here they were asking me they're like what do you call you know the freeway and i was like you know i guess it is the highway i would never say freeway I would always say highway. Well, that's because you were always high when you were on the freeway. <laughs> that's why it's the highway for you. Ish, my mom doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I won't send this to your parents. Uh, but my parents are gonna be listening, so they don't like you anymore. <laughs> what were some of the? What were some of your favorite places that you visited on your trip? Like I'd from, say, from I'd say New Orleans. Western. New Orleans probably was my favorite stop. Mm-hmm. I I'd been there before when I was 15 years old. Yeah. With my parents. But it's not the same as when you're an adult. No, 15 with your parents is not the best way to experience New Orleans. I mean, I, I, I'm sure you were pretty intimidated, too, because there's a lot going on in that city. Yeah, I mean, when I was 15, I really kind of just felt like it was it was hot and it smelled like puke. And <laughs> you were just tired. Of I it. wasn't in the, the right mindset. Why did your parents take that. you at 15? What were they doing? My dad wanted to take me on a road trip when I got my learner's permit really so just like so you did you drive most of the time yeah like half the time so he pretty much threw you in the deep end like well now you have your learner's permit we're gonna drive 14 hours from how do i change lanes yeah exactly what exit do we take like on the highway traveling like 75 miles per hour he said you just have to figure out how to get to new orleans and how so how was that experience with you and your dad like that was your first big driving experience was he kind of like uh aggressive or was he scared was he was he being calm and 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 careful or how was he kind of 
dealing with the whole thing. You know, kind of, kind of all of the above. Okay, because I remember my dad when I first got my learner's permit. Like the moment I drove out of the DMV, he was just screaming at me like from the sec from the first second, like you can't do that. You don't turn there. Watch where you're going. Damn it! I was just like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, I definitely. I definitely went through that. I feel like starting... <laughs> Every kid kind of has to, you know? You have to understand how it works. Driving did not immediately make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, when I first started to learn how to drive, like, I couldn't believe that everybody just knew how to drive. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really, really stupid people that just, like, they get it. Like, yeah. the green light turns green. Yeah, like, yeah. they go. You can make a left turn here. I was actually just talking about this with Rachel, yeah, yesterday. Because we were driving in traffic, and we were in front of an accident. And I said, how many accidents on an average day do you think happen in Los Angeles? I mean, in Los Angeles, it probably, it, it could be hundreds. Hundreds, right? It's probably, in it, one has average be, it has day, to be hundreds. In one average day, there are at least, a hun- like, at least over 100 to like 300 accidents a day. It has to be every single day. It's insane. Because there are so many dr- people out here that don't pay attention to what they're doing who are constantly texting and driving, which it's like, look, we've all done it, but they, like a lot of people take advantage of it and who just, I don't know how they got their license in the first place. Cause it is true. It's like, you could just go and take a test and that's it. You know, you're pretty much done, but it's insane. Like when you say like, how, how would people drive and how do they learn how to drive so fast? Because some of them are still figuring it out. Some of them are still right. learning. It's scary as hell, man. They don't even, they don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, mind. there's also that statistic that like, 90% of drivers would report that they're above average. I don't know if you've ever heard that. But like Oh, I, I mean, I never heard it. Drivers I, I never heard of it as you're them. saying I'm like, but I'm above average. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm a statistic for sure. I I, I don't think I'm above average. I think <laughs> That's I'm very like, humble of you. I'm like average. Yeah. Are you you think you're better behind a wheel or better behind a uh, bicycle? Uh, I probably behind a bicycle because I'm pretty like I'm pretty good like on in traffic on a bicycle. I can weave in and out of cars and like I'm I'm very much in control and I could kind of scope out everything around me and, and like it almost I almost feel like I'm three se- I have to be like three seconds ahead of everyone else in order to like weave in and out of like traffic and people and all that. Well, I mean, like in the car, it's so easy to zone out too. I'm like jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that bicycle movie that came out in, like 2008 or whatever it was. What movie is that? You don't remember that movie? There's this Gordon. movie where he played like a bike messenger in like Chicago. It's a really cool movie. It was like the only movie ever about people who rode bike and like a bike culture. And I think he gets he has to like deliver some package for like this bad guy played by Michael Shannon. I don't know if you remember that. And he gets like the wrong package, and so like they're they're pretty much like the mafia is after him. But it's it's him and like a oh, bunch of other bikers cycling and the mafia. It's yeah, not, a bunch I of like other. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like it. cycling and the mafia. Yeah, and it's like him who's like really good. And all his friends who are really good at like fixies and all that, and like riding their bikes through like the cities of Chicago. Mm. And it's like imagine the Fast and the Furious, but on bicycles. That's what it's about. I can't imagine doing like being a courier in Chicago. Isn't it like, nuts? It gets just like biking through the snow yeah, again yeah, it's just yeah. like being from miami i'll have to mention a book that i read back in college when we get to that about uh, a courier living in chicago who's from miami and it's actually a pretty amazing story I'll, I'll i'll tell you that after but um um you moved here you started working at the ritz carlton and you were telling me stories about a lot of people who that you have to deal with 
and it can get pretty tricky man there's a lot of people especially within la la is a very place a big place where there's a lot of diverse groups and there's a lot of characters out here what did you notice was like the weirdest thing about adapting to the la culture like what were some things that you had to like figure out or that were different from like you know your little miami town or your you know areas in florida you know that's almost that, that's almost a difficult question because the people you know that you have in the ritz carlton i'm not speaking of the people from los angeles yeah 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 i'm speaking of people like from all over the world yeah that's true like, that is true yeah i forget about yeah, that because I mean, it is a hotel yeah i mean they're definitely they're definitely difficult here mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't let you down like they're they're extremely difficult people give me all and... the good stuff <laughs> yeah they are they are more more difficult out here in Mm -hmm. in los angeles Mm -hmm. yeah that's just that's that's just how it is man that's like the general sort of aspect of it is it took me a long time to figure like am i am i the asshole are they the asshole is it because i don't know any better because i'm not from here why are they treating me this way but i think it's because la is such a big melting pot for diverse individuals that everyone is just going to be clashing with each other you kind of just have to it's like when you're in high school you don't want to be on anyone's bad side, so you kind of just stay neutral. You know what I mean? You kind of just stay, you you agree with everyone. If you know, not like with everyone, but you you sort of you you take everyone's information. You kind of understand their world. You don't judge them for who they are, or you don't second guess them for you know what they do. But you accept them for who they are, and then you you know you kind of adapt to that. You know, but you always stay within the integrity of who you are. I think that's the most important thing. Don't ever change who you are. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. You know, a lot of these assholes, I mean, I think they're coming from a place where they've never worked like a normal service job. They've yeah, never just that's been, true, they've yeah. just never been working the cash register, yeah. been like serving the table. Like th- they don't know what it is to, you know, work front desk or like to take an order. They don't understand like what goes yeah, they don't into come from it that or, world. Or, or what can go wrong or... Or even that, like, they're speaking to a real person and they're not yeah. speaking to, like, uh, you know, a corporate Alexa. avatar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, we're so used to talking to Siri and Alexa these days that we just treat everyone like they're just, they just want answers and they just want their, you know, like, just do this. This is your job. Get it right. You know, it's like we're getting to that mindset where we're not speaking to people as if they're family or friends. We're speaking to them as if they're just, like, uh, an object and we forget to yeah, make no. things personal. And I think that's the number one thing when it comes to like just working or businesses or just creating relationships in general is that you have to get personal. You have to understand them and you have to treat them as you would treat a family member. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't you wouldn't tell someone to fuck off because they upset you. No, if so, let's say someone you love upset you, you'd be like, "Look, I'm sorry, but can we please just figure this out?" please for the sake of you know whatever's happening for the sake of this relationship can we just talk about it can we Never. come to a common ground you know what i mean i'm gonna move this a little closer by the way maybe like this and okay perfect no thanks for setting me up but yeah man i'm glad you're out here by the way i'm glad we can finally you know start hanging out again and you know get back together and all that you know yeah, i'm glad i'm out here too so i mean i guess we last time i was out here and we were hanging out mm-hmm. was in 2015 I know you wanted to move out here because you love the city and all that, but what's something that is sticking out to you the most about living in Los Angeles? 
What's the biggest benefit you think you're going to get from here? The the biggest benefit about living in Los Angeles is the food access. Oh, yeah, really? You, uh, you, I you're think, excited I think, about that? I think it's the food access and it's the mountain access. For sure. It's the culture. It's the, the fact that you're so close to nature. And also, I think it's has a lot of it has to do with just everything is booming, like like constantly. There's always something new to check out. And what I was worried about when I first moved out here, I was like, okay, cool. I'm a actor uh, who's moving out here to work in you know production. And then I met probably about 300 people within the same week I moved here who were doing the exact, exact same, same thing. thing. Well, and yeah, I'm like, holy crap. That. But what I noticed is that it doesn't matter if everyone's doing the same thing. It like everyone is constantly trying to bring more and more and more into like the production aspect of everything. So it's okay if you are all doing the same thing. You all have your own voice, and everyone's like bringing new things to the table. So you can try new things. You can experiment with new, you know, uh, themes when it when it comes to, like acting or art or dance or theater. There's always something new to bring to the table, so I think that's the most beautiful thing about it. Is like no one's gonna say no to like an experimental project you're doing, yeah. Absolutely. Or no one's gonna turn you down because, I mean, yeah, there's gonna be assholes out there who are saying no to you, but I think there's so much room for everyone to explore something different and everyone to try their hardest, you know, in the city. You know, I feel I almost feel like people people don't say no in L.A. They just kind of disappear. Or it's like they, yes, they become. That's what it is. It's like flaky. Look, it's a flaky city. That's what it is. Like you, everyone's gonna get rejected. You know, like at one point in your life, you're gonna get rejected, but that's okay. It's it's only a matter of you believing in yourself and you staying strong. Anyone who anyone who goes home who doesn't want to do it anymore, that's all. That's all on them, dude. That's because they. Yeah, and I get it. Sometimes you know finances don't get in order, or you know things happen with family. That's fine. But the only one who's gonna stop you is yourself, and I think you have to give yourself that push, you know, and like find a support team, you know, what I mean, find friends who believe in you, find a relationship. Like we have our girlfriends who I'm sure are very supportive right. of what we do, and that really helps too, man. You know, you just you have to you have to create a strong relationship with the people around you, you know. Absolutely, people work better with te- you know with groups and teams. That's how uh, that's how the Avengers did it. Why can't we do it? <laughs> Good point, Chris. Good so point. now that we talk about the Avengers, uh, let's get into the theme of the show. We talk about film, we talk about books, and we talk about music. Uh, let's talk about some movies. I like to ask the guest, what's the one of the best movies you've ever seen? One of your favorite movies? It can be one, two, or three, or four, five, six. Sure. Uh, it, I also like to ask you, what's probably one of the worst movies you've seen? Or a guilty pleasure film? One that it's like so bad, but you like watching over and over again, and a movie that you saw recently that really stuck to you. Well, this definitely will fill multiple categories, but mm-hmm. I, I'd say right now, my my favorite movie is Terminator Two. Oh, dude, that's so funny! I literally just watched Judgment Day like three days ago. Oh my god! Isn't that it's one of the best incredible. movies? Incredible! It's not even. Um, I, I wouldn't consider that a guilty pleasure. I think oh no, it's no, just, no, um, no! That's it's, a great. It's movie. a classic '80s film. Yeah, no, it's it's honestly it's a great film. Like the CGI that they had for their time. What was it? The '80s. It's ground. Right? It's no, it was '91. It was '91. Yeah, no, I think it, like, it was 91. Like it's the 91. T-1000, like that quality is just as good as it is today for CGI. It's insane. No, there's nothing able. about it that looks fake no. when he turns into like the metallic mm-hmm. alloy substance. Yeah, for sure. Like when he walks through the gate of like the jail or whatever, and, or, or like when he when he starts to separate, it's, it's no, incredible. They've never, um, 
that that was the first movie to do that. I guess James mm-hmm. Cameron had The Abyss before mm-hmm. that. I don't know yeah, if you've yeah. seen that I've movie. I've seen The Abyss, but I, I can't. It was such a long time ago. I can't remember. It has the same type of weird CGI, but yeah, yeah. Terminator Two. That's the like. But that... the, they have a the perfect combination between CGI and like practical makeup and and stuff like that. So like there are times where he the T the T one thousand gets shot and you can tell it's just like a like a shell on his on his chest. That they just mimic to look like like the liquid, mm-hmm, but and then mm-hmm. he's just running and all that, and they just keep it on his chest. But for the most part, like it looks like it all looks really really good. It looks no, it, lo- it looks super good. And I'm the funny like... thing about the the second movie, it's like they made like James Cameron made the first Terminator with the intentions of not really giving uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot of dialogue. Because he was just like this mass of a man, and so he's got like he looks really, really different in the first one. He looks much younger. He he's looks like huge. well because it was like I think it was like seven years apart. The first one was like eighty nine. I'm sorry, like the first one was like eighty four. Yeah, yeah, and then the next one was like ninety one. He was like just like coming out of like bodybuilding. No, no, he was he had like the perfect like surfer boy hair. He was like probably like easily like three hundred pounds, like full muscle, and his chest was huge, and he was just like this killing machine. And then by the time 91 came out, he was a little bit more like, I want to say more into like focusing on his roles and all that. And he was, I think he was already, he was already a dad. So he was, he was a lot more leaner and he looked older, but his, he was a lot better at showing emotions and like being an actor in general. Like there was, he had so much more dialogue and you can tell, even though he was like a robot, he had feelings and he was able to like express like his feelings and all that. Yeah, I mean, like, the movie is, like, in, in part about, like, John Connor socializing him. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the most, uh, like, quotable films of all time. Like, I'll be back. Or what's the other one? No, it's Hasta so la vista, good. baby. Yeah, it's, like, it's all those. You know like, people I mean? say, I'll be back and all the time. And some people probably don't even know they're making a Terminator reference. No, they don't, yeah. They, say, they, just, I'll they know be it's back. Arnold, but they don't know, yeah. Another great uh, Arnold's... Uh, catchphrases from the first Predator. Get to the chopper! Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. another awesome, you know, that was, I think I think Predator was between the first Terminator and the second and second Terminator, so that's when he was, like, really starting to get into, like, his acting chops and all that. Yeah, I used to watch Predator as a as a kid, but I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, you should rewatch the, the, the first one's really good. Like, it's, oh, it's I'm very... I'm sure I'd like it. Yeah, it's, it's sure basically like in that it. camp where it's just, like, a lot of, like, explosions and, like, you know, kind of funky storyline, but it's, like, that 80s nostalgia that just... It was lightning in a bottle, you know what I mean? No, but uh, it, even the so kid good. was really good. Like, the young John Carter, like... For the longest time, I thought that was... Uh, uh, River Phoenix. I thought that was River Phoenix. Oh, really? Yeah, because it has like he's it's like that sort of actor. And I thought, because remember he played young Indy in the Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was that actor. I thought that was him. But they they found that kid in a shopping mall. Really, in Pasadena. That's so funny. They found him in a shopping mall in Pasadena, and they just thought like he had the right look. Yeah, like the charisma. Yeah, Which I think like. Great no, job. He, he pulled he it off, man. Was, yeah, he was great at that role. He was like the quintessential, like, cool kid. You know what I mean? I'm so glad we're talking about this. I've been actually, like, nonstop thinking about Terminator <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2. Well, yeah, tell me everything you think about it, man. It's a great uh, movie. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just so good. And like, it's... like even, like, the, the sh- like, the shot where he is trying to save Sean, or, I'm sorry, John, and he catches him at the mall, and he's got the bu- the bouquet of roses, oh and he my brings gosh. out the gun. Like all the choices, like the little choices they use in that movie are just like perfect. Or like when Sarah sees him for the first time getting out of the elevator, and she just has like a meltdown. 
she hasn't seen him since the last time and here he is again about to murder him that's i love like sarah connor like really got jacked for that dude she was night and day from the first movie to the second movie she was completely different man and she was bad it's 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 so badass. It's it it is the it is like the perfect example of someone committing that like to the role and like really wanting to like own it because I think the success of the first one and she was like oh we're making a second one that's gonna be ten times better I am gonna blow this shit out of the water and I think that's exactly what she wanted I, to do. She she really did. I don't. It, it couldn't have been better. I even I, I read that like they had some kind of Navy SEAL special ops person yeah. like teacher how to like go into a room and like scan it and that type of she thing. was very so she's convincing really just like yeah. well this the scene where she breaks into the scientist's house to murder him like that whole thing like she could she could be like a like a liam neeson type mm-hmm. actor you know what i mean mm-hmm. like she can convince anyone that she's gonna murder you but like she's she's a boss in that movie dude she's great she's well they're actually making james cameron's making a new terminator and she, they, they got the whole cast they got arnold they got her I'm sure they got some new people, but yeah, that's, I, that's I read about back. that. They it's have like um, they have a body double for Arnold, and they're like CGIing his face. Oh God, are they gonna de-age him? Yeah, I've seen some of the other new Terminator movies, and they have like yeah, Arnold but the, in the it. new ones aren't that good. Well, they're um, I think they're scrapping a lot of a lot of the new ones they've made, and this is supposed to be like a direct sequel to T two from yeah from the yeah which is like another Which cool smart, thing about yeah. the franchise because there's like all the different timelines and you're just like yeah it's just terminated there's like That's the way there's like is. 20 john carters like there's way too many of them too I'm, yeah i'm just completely okay with it yeah yeah i love i love those i love the first two as well yeah i love i love judgment day man yeah what about the apocalyptic uh dream scene she has where everyone gets uh turned down by the atom bomb you know that's another great thing like it's just a good los angeles movie that's yeah that's the thing it's too. a it's movie like, yeah. that's like it's filmed in los angeles yeah. it takes place in los, los angeles, angeles yeah. like like there's times where they drive through like the Me- like the Mexican de- desert and all that, and you can tell it's like outside of the city. But for the most part, it starts off like maybe like in Orange County or something like that, because he lives like by a strip mall or something. Like that. It, it, it's probably like right outside of L.A. But yeah, it's he's most- supposed to live in Reseda. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. It's it's like even the first one is all Los Angeles. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it just it gives you like it, it's like did you see Predator Two? That's all. I'm sure, I have. Yeah, but, I don't but that's also all Los Angeles. It's like is old. Is it really? Yeah, like it's all '80s Los Angeles. Like it's 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 they're both. Like I, I love. love that. I love. Yeah, I love old films about like Los Angeles because you get to you get to see things that are still like booming today. And it's like oh crap! Like that's I've been there and I've I've seen this corner. You know, the whole thing starts with that like the the chase scene in the L.A. River, and I think yeah, with the truck and the motorcycle. I yeah, think yeah. about that every day. <laughs> and he's like shooting the gates open you with a shotgun every single every single day i see that la river i think you don't about, think about your 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 growing up with your parents or you know it's spending not, time not with your mutually, grandfather not mutually exclusive <laughs> yeah. not mutually exclusive you know what that is an amazing scene because there's even a shot where arnold is on the bike and he's driving on the road, following this truck on the elevator. And they're easily—I know it's a set, but they're easily driving at like sixty miles an hour in real time, oh, which yeah. is insane. And then he—he he drives off of like a like not a cliff, but like an like an edge. overpass. Yeah, an overpass lands on a motorcycle, lands with the motorcycle onto the LA River, super clean. Even if that was oh, so good, and you can tell it was like a practical shot. 
and it was probably a stunt double, obviously, but it was so well done. Like they got, they pulled all the best strings for this film. It was insane. Yeah, and the fact, remember when he was loading his gun, he would like flip the rifle. That's a, like it's it's like it's iconic. He does. He's holding like the shotgun with mm-hmm. one hand when yeah. he rides the motorcycle. As he rides a motorcycle. It's with the such other a hand. Terminator. Thing <laughs> yeah, to do. exactly. But the funny thing is that Arnold is such a stoic actor that as he's writing, he's got like this robot-looking face, and then loads his gun with his right hand. And he, all he has, to, all he has to do is flip it, and that's how he loads it. And then he just shoots it. And he, and a shotgun is such a such a strong weapon. You need to use two hands. He uses it like he's he's holding like a water gun. It's insane. Like the like the beast mentality that they gave this character. It's like no other character you've seen on television because it's always so flimsy. It's always so not like not clean, like well done. It doesn't look clean. With like the combination between using James Cameron as a director, using these stunt tactics, and using Arnold Schwarzenegger, it became like one of the best films ever. It's insane. Yeah, I think I'm I'm attracted to like uh, film and TV with characters that'll um they'll do anything. You know, and that's the the Terminator is almost like it, it's a perfect example because I mean it, it's a it's a character you know, that'll do know, anything, you but know it's a who's robot. Like that today, that's who I was. One of my favorite actors is Tom Hardy. Oh yeah, yeah. He I does. Think, he does. I think he's he commits like whether he's doing like for example like Venom. It wasn't a great film, but he committed to that role so much that you loved that movie. When you saw Mad Max, like he was he was this crazy character. When he was Bane, like he was he was. He created this persona that he was this strong, massive, scary person, and he commits to those roles. Christian Bale is another good example. You know what I mean? He can be like this, you know, uh, he can be like a, the American psychopath. Yeah, no, you know? Christian Christian Bale's great, and I mean, mm-hmm. even like for a role, he'll do anything, you know, like exactly. gain any amount of weight, like yeah. lose any amount for of vice, weight. Yeah, but then he all, he's also like a crime-fighting, you know, superhero who plays Batman. You know what I mean? It's like these these actors who are casted so well to make you believe that in the in this world, if this was our world, I would believe that this is that person, that this is the person that would that would exist in real time. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I I like um like Brian Cranston and Breaking Bad for sure. Another like great example. Yeah, yeah, like he'll he'll do anything, and mm-hmm. you get to see kind of his like progression. Mm-hmm like what what he's willing to do people always say like the leading man role is dead but uh, no i think i i I think that's no it's not at all people like people are complaining about like yeah the leading man is dead there's no there's no there's no sophistication in films anymore no we're just making newer and better shit you know what i mean like just like there's like some films with female leads and yeah like, yeah you know there's which, no there's no are, death of which the leading are better man. than a lot of movies with male leads you know what i mean so oh, it's like yeah, yeah. Who, who do you think is like the the leading male right now? Who is the I, I, leading I, I, male? I I would I know who it is, but I'm I'm gonna wait to see who you think it is. There's a few of them, but who do you think is like the all American leading male right now in 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 American television? In American television, I, I guess it could be any, any anything. Television. Yeah. Who is he? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know. He really is the one. It's so funny because whenever, you know, you know, there's just like a night in with my girlfriend and we need to figure out something to watch. Yeah, you go to this Honestly, like she's not going to be satisfied unless it's it's Dwayne the Rock, it's the the Rock That's Johnson Rachel. movie. Rachel's the same way, yeah. And I mean, because he's like, I he's understand. Charming. He's charming. He's he's fun to watch. 
And he's another one of those actors who commit to his roles. He is like a, a Schwarzenegger where he's so different from the, the average male, average human, I should say, that when you see him, he has a persona of like whatever he says or does, you believe that he's doing this. You know what I mean? If he's jumping off a building, he's just funny. <laughs> yeah, he's also he's yeah. just always he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's all he's always funny. Yeah, well, that's the thing too. It's like even if you don't appreciate him as like a serious actor, you can enjoy that he's like it's it's almost like so corny. It's funny, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah, like we went to go see Skyscraper. You know, I haven't yeah. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It's not like a great movie, but it's so like it's so over the top sure. that you could just enjoy it to be like a I'm fun. sure. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, I yeah. love it. For speaking of, there's that new trailer for the the Hobbs and Shaw movie, the Fast and the Furious spinoff. Hobbs and Shaw, have you heard of it? I've not heard of oh it. Oh my gosh, you gotta check this out. But people are saying it's like the most anticipated like action film in like the last like twenty years. They're <laughs> really saying how it's film. like they're saying how the trailer itself is one of the best, most exciting trailers that people have seen in a long time. It's insane. It's supposed to be like a huge like it's like basically Fast and Furious but like on it's crack. It's a Fast and Furious spinoff. I mean, I don't think I think I've only seen Fast and Furious. Oh, I've like, only seen as, like the first as a three. Chi- as a child. Yeah, I've only the last one I saw was Tokyo Drift. That was it. Fast and Furious. That's the one where they have the Nos. Yeah, that's the only. That's all the Nos. They have all the Nos. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. But now we're in those type of films. I like to ask, what's like the worst or guilty pleasure film that you like to watch, like over and over again? Like it could be a Fast and the Furious. Growing up, do you have you ever seen Waterworld? Oh fuck yeah, Kevin Cosner. People dude. hate that movie. He, that movie bomb. But you know what? It it's is good. a cult following now. I don't man. know why. Like I. I mean, it's one of those. I it's grew like up a Mad watching Max it. Universe type. I watched it as a little kid. Yeah, and, and still so enjoyed it's like it. You just like don't understand <laughs> why what, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good movie. Like the fact that he was he like adapt his body adapted to being underwater, <laughs> so he grew gills. This doesn't exist. That would never. It would be. It would have to take thousands and thousands of years for him to happen in like ten years. It's insane. There's like monsters in the water. It really yeah. doesn't. Um, it doesn't exist. It doesn't make sense. It's really unclear what's going on. But it's such a fun movie. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. There, in fact, there is a. I don't know if you've been to the Universal Studios here in 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 I Hollywood. Haven't. I haven't. There's a Waterworld, a live Waterworld show. It's actually really, really that, good. Like it's been going on oh, for decades. Oh, yeah, it's been going on for years, and it's still going on today. I mean, I, at least I think it's still going on because I remember seeing it a few years ago, and it's really good. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go to Universal. Yeah, you should, man. Well, I'll, you know what? I, I, have, I have some friends at work there. Maybe I can get some passes. Seriously? I might be able to. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to them. We'll see what we'll see what I can do. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll make a day of it. Check it out. We'll, yeah, just but just for the Waterworld show. Like we're not gonna go anything. No, that's all we'll do. <laughs> so we're just gonna watch it ten <laughs> times and then leave. It'll, I'll sob as we're passing by <laughs> Harry Potter World. <laughs> Waterworld was so good. I want a butter beer. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get one of those too. But uh, yeah, Waterworld's a great one, man. I I really liked. It. Yeah, it bombed when it came out because it's just it's so far fetched and it's so different. But I, I remember watching it as a kid and thinking that this was a really good movie, and I really enjoyed like the story of it because it's it's. I think people love films where we feel like we're escaping from the regular world. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, like we all love romantic comedies now and then, and we love like a good heist movie that's done in real time. But we love movies that don't exist in our time because it takes us, it brings us to a point where we can imagine something greater than ourselves. You know what I mean? Something bigger than ourselves. And that's why we were obsessed with like the Marvel movies 
or we like watching movies like Inception or mm-hmm. you know Terminator because it's outside of our realm, it's outside of our world. So we get we feel like we feel sort of an inspiration to like yeah, this is like like I mean mostly if you're a writer or an actor, but anyone who can relate to it feels like it's such a it's such a fun thing to get distracted by. It's such a fun thing to 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 be, like to immerse admire. yourself yeah you, to admire immerse yourself because it's it's outside of our normal day-to-day things you know what i mean so it's it's fun and that's why films to me are so interesting you know i think um especially especially in recent years people are really fond of like the post-apocalyptic genre yeah uh for a while it was like zombies like post-apocalyptic zombie zombie worlds or yeah, what's another good one? Like, I like The Walking Dead. I mean, I I love all. I that. never saw. It. I mean, I, I used to read the comics. Too. The general, the general like idea I hear of it is that the first season is really good, but then it just kind of tipped off after that. Well, so the whole like mission statement of The Walking Dead is that it's kind of like a zombie story that goes on forever. Like that's the whole point is that mm-hmm. it doesn't stop. Like it's not just a movie where you're like, what, what? You yeah, know, they're trying to how find, does this like, continue? They're trying to find the cure at the end. This is just yeah a world. exactly. This is like no, it's just it's zombies for years and years and years, and that something about that's like interesting to me. Speaking of post-apocalyptic, what did you think? Did you see Bird Box on Netflix? Yeah, I saw Bird Box. What did you think of it? I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. I didn't really care for the ending, but I thought it was a cool. I'm not like obsessed with it or anything. Yeah, because it a lot was, of people. It's like worth it. Yeah, it was worth fun. the watch. It's a good Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has like has like a taste aggregate you know like it mm-hmm. has like all the right actors and mm-hmm. just like the right it's just the right formula to get everybody to click on it but i don't feel like it was um like a, i was tricked or anything i feel like it was pretty good a lot of people were comparing it to a quiet place did you see that one yeah that was that was good i i uh, i think i might have enjoyed bird box a little bit more yeah i think i like bird box too i don't know if i i, I, I think what it was happens this- in a quiet place like I just hate sometimes when like just like the little kids in the movie are making things so difficult and yeah, it's a little bit more. I'm not a big fan of like having like I don't like teen shows. I don't like when kids get. I mean, Stranger Things was a success, and I really like that show. I think because I don't know. I think because it was catered to like the adults and the kids working together as opposed to working apart. Like I feel like. Any anytime something happened in the show, and if the kids said something, the parents believed them. You know what I mean? Right. And they were, they were like, "Okay, how can we fix this?" Whereas in like a lot of times, where like if you have a kid in a movie and they say something, the parents are like, "Get out of here," you know, which which was kind of <laughs> like in it, where like all the parents. But I liked it. Did you see the new it? <laughs> was it it or is? No, I mean. I know I watched the old one recently. I literally can't remember if I've seen the new one or not. Yeah, I don't right. know. Well, let's talk about uh, something you've seen recently. That's like a, maybe a new movie, or you just discovered it for the first time that it really stuck to you that you want to talk, you want to discuss. I'm trying to think of something. I, I saw T two really. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. Cause now that it's on, it's on Hulu or something. Do you have Hulu? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw. I think I watched. I think I watched on Hulu. It just came up on like my Fire Stick. Yeah, that's. Like, I'm the same way because I have Netflix and Hulu, and I watched. Netflix has the first uh, Terminator, and then Hulu has the second one. I was like, I'm watching both of these right now, and I was. I, I love both of them. Just like, the second one obviously is is probably like the stronger one, but both of them are great movies. 
Yeah, but as far as a new film that I've seen recently that's not Bird Box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the, even that one. <sighs> no, I'm having... Because, I mean, it's like I don't... I don't really go to the movie. I don't think I've been to, like, see a movie in the theater in Los well, Angeles since like I moved Netflix, out here. Like, let's say it's a movie that came out in the 90s, but you just watched it last week, and it's like, oh, this is actually a really good movie. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I saw a movie that I've been meaning to watch for years and years and years that I, I'd never seen, uh, True Romance. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it has, it has like, it. an all-star cast. Who's like, in it again? everybody's in it. I almost feel like you should... <laughs> all you should, the actors. You should look it up on your laptop because it's all, like... Yeah, it's, it it's all actors that, like, you'd recognize their face, but you don't necessarily know their name. But what, what James, about Gan it? James Gandolfini... Yeah, he sounds familiar. ...is in it. Yeah, he what plays, about it he plays like so Tony Soprano. Well, you know, it's, it, it's kind of just fun watching all the characters more than anything else like like a young brad pitt plays like a super stoner and he's oh, like oh my a mom bomb. loves this movie yeah, it's, it's hilarious Christian slater patricia arcade yeah yeah they're yeah. like rebels right yeah yeah my mom my mom loves this movie yeah so uh true romance 1993 it has christian slater patricia arquette dennis hopper val kilmer gary oldman brad mm. pitt christopher walken Samuel Jackson, holy moly, look at this cast. James Gandolfini, wow, they have everyone. They pulled all the strings for this movie. That is crazy. Directed by Tony Scott. Yeah, it's actually, it, it was written by Quentin Tarantino. Really? And it like it uh it watches that way. Yeah, right. There's some like pretty Quentin like Tarantino gruesome Roger parts. Avery. And... Roger Avery. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino wrote it. That's insane. That's amazing. Yeah, I should definitely watch this movie. But my mo my mom always talks about this film because she said she when she saw it when she was young, well not young it was in ninety three when she saw it in her thirties she loved it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie and it's just so funny that everybody's in it. It's a yeah. it's a classic and I had been meaning to watch it for. A this long actually time. might be the film. My mom said that she named me after uh Christian not after Christian Slater <laughs> but she liked Christian Slater and I think it was from True Romance and that's why she named it Christian. That's funny. So it might be from this movie. That's so funny. That's great. I mean, so, you, yeah. should, you should watch it. I mean, it, it makes then. sense. It's a, it's a, according to you, it's a great movie. Yeah, it, it's really good. All right, let's talk about some music real quick. I like to talk about uh, certain artists that uh, you use to kind of inspire you or you kind of listen to on a daily basis that you really feel are you know making a, a move and are kind of helping you. Uh, Crazy Frog? crazy frog that that's a joke you can you can <laughs> you can look that one up later it's crazy frog like the bam, 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 yeah that's it. <laughs> i imagine you go home you just put that on blast and you just listen to that as you like pay your taxes like uh. this is the music we should be listening to <laughs> all right so what are, what are some what are some groups that you're really into right now I mean, right now, I mean i honestly like i feel like i listen to i listen to like radio hip-hop Oh really? Yeah, like J Cole, like Migos, like mm -hmm. that that type of thing. Really? Okay, I, cool. I grew up like listening to classic rock. Same here. And then like in Miami, there was the whole like ultra music festival, like electronic music. Yeah. And it was like fun. That was a huge thing in Miami. Yeah, it was like everyone listened to house music before it kind of became a thing in the rest of the country, and like before there was like dubstep and like Skrillex, like. It was really cool. I, I listened to a lot of house music, and then when I got into college, I kind of 
got more into hip hop and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, really, like right now, I mean, it's like I listen to I listen to radio hip hop. I I listen to what's popular, and I also listen to um, ninety three five K Day. What's they, that? They, what play, do they play? They play old hip hop. That's so funny, yeah. So, so you're more catered to like hip hop style and all that. Yeah, I still like electronic music too, like mm-hmm. um, KCRW, NPR, and Santa Monica. Like yeah. instead of doing late night jazz, they they have this show called Metropolis. Really? It's really that really sounds cool. awesome, dude. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Yeah, I like um, that. That's inspiring to me. All that like house music, like deep minimal. Who's like an stuff. artist specifically that you can? Carl Carl Cox. I've never like, heard of him. Uh a lot of um yeah, a lot of kids in Miami, like Carl Cox used to have his own stage at Ultra. Yeah. And like he got famous in the late eighties, like spinning on like four turntables at once outside raves in London. Mm-hmm. And he's just like been doing it forever and he's like the number one DJ in the world. Why and... do you think when it comes to music, I feel like hip hop, trap music house music is probably the most popular to people as opposed to alternative or country. Well, maybe in America country is really popular, but why do you think that's like the biggest source for music? Why do you think people like it so much? Cause like I'm not a huge, I like hip hop. I listen to a lot of hip hop, but for me, I'm, I'm very close to like alternative folk. Like I love folk music, bluegrass type of stuff. That's the type of music I like to listen to. But I noticed that a lot of people don't really like to listen to that because they're more into like the more modernized, uh, hi- like radio hip hop. You know what I mean? I had to get into hip hop. Mm-hmm. You had to. You I had, had, you didn't I have had to like. I had to like be in an environment where like people are like listening to hip hop, and I had to you know For what? like to to like enjoy it. Be- to, well, like, it's like, like was this in school? Was this it for work? Why do you feel like you were like you needed to like cater to this type of music? Well, growing up, I mean, like growing up, I feel like what I was trying to do was I was like trying to have like classically like good taste. Mm-hmm. Like I was just trying to have like good taste in music, and yeah, I, I was. So it was like artificial. To, you wanted to understand, like, okay, if this is if this is. I mean, hip hop. Hip hop is what's happening now, and I mean, like, it's just like this is what's happening now. Like, it's like the new like part of of music history. Like, it's just like worth. It's worth enjoying now, but I really do try and um, enjoy all types of music. Yeah, for sure. Like, if somebody like I hate when people say like they don't like country or like they don't like hip hop because Mm -hmm. like. There's always there's always something that can in every genre of music there's always some sort of part of it that you can relate to or something that you can listen to and enjoy. Like I like I like all types of music. Yeah, I'm sure I cater more to a certain genre, but I will listen to country, I'll listen to hip hop, I'll listen to house, I'll listen to trap because there are certain artists that could re- like you could relate to, you know. And I think everyone, like I tell Rachel all the time, like she gets very stuck with listening to like the same like three or four artists. And I'm like, you need to, even if you don't like it at first, you gotta, you gotta try out different bands. You know I mean? You have to, you have to experiment with different music, with different, you know, groups and you have to just like hear them out. Like, and the problem with today is a lot of things are like, a lot of times, a lot of artists just make like one hit wonders, you know, one hit singles. And that's all you'll hear on the radio. But I think it's important to like buy an album and listen to all the songs because a lot of the songs that don't hit the radio are sometimes better than like the popular songs. You know what I mean? You have to be able to like 
listening to their whole album because a lot of times albums are like uh what do they call like concept albums you have to hear this whole story you have to hear the whole concept of it you have to really understand like certain songs that have certain meanings other ones have certain feelings you have to kind of understand the whole scope of it well you know and i mean like it depends how you intended it too Mm -hmm. because i mean like back in the day like you know an album is is what you made and Mm -hmm. like you like have to listen to a whole album to like understand like the context of each song i I still i still think that's kind of important today yeah i mean it absolutely is i mean like i think there's like some hip-hop and like electronic music and some artists that are more you know they do the singles more naturally yeah and like it this single kind of does encapsulate like what they were trying to do there instead of Mm -hmm. just like part of of a larger project but sometimes it's like you know if i'm listening to hip-hop i'm i'm not really trying to force it into the same category as like led zeppelin you know like it's just like you know everything's like what it is yeah that is true because we are we do live in a generation where everything's very fast-paced so it's like a lot of songs and TV shows today are like fast food. Not that it's bad, but it's just like you—you you, you need what you need at that moment, and then like you move on. You know what I mean? It's like well, yeah, and I mean also to me like you know to like use an analogy like if you're like a great chef you know it doesn't mean like doritos are bad <laughs> yeah exactly or, like, Dor- yeah. doritos aren't like an, yes, an impressive like culinary yeah, yeah. innovation you could enjoy like like yeah i feel like our generation is very catered to enjoying ourselves like, we don't need to be sophisticated we don't need to work so hard on like reaching out to like a huge audience like we're just gonna do what we like you know what i mean yeah no, so i think it's just it's, it's staying within 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 the integrity of what you know about yourself and what you know what to do incorporate it in your art and then just hope for the best man i, I don't think you, like I, I was saying i don't think you should ever change to do what you think it needs to be done you know don't be a sellout you know just do what you love and and other people are gonna like it you know what i mean no i think it's like really good advice to like be be putting out into the world like you know what you like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah just like if you like it other yeah. people like it believe in yourself that's all it is mm-hmm. let's talk about some literature that you've read recently that uh you really like yeah right now hmm, let's see i'm reading the autobiography of gucci main <laughs> really? that's good he has an autobiography like he wrote it with this other guy i guess okay yeah autobiography yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds nice yeah i wish i um yeah, I wish I had someone to help me write stuff. Well, actually, I wanted to mention the book that I was talking about earlier about uh, a courier living in Chicago. So when I was when I was in uh, living in Miami, uh, I had this uh, kind of struggling relationship with my dean because she was always trying to the dean of like New World. Yeah, the dean of New World because I she she always believed that I was like you know talented and she wanted me to stay in the in the program but i wasn't really good with like my grades and all that so she she i constantly had to fight with me to like bring up my grades and like you know behave essentially because i was like super hyper in high school i mean in college and i would always get in trouble and all that i was always getting kicked out of class because i was like always saying my own shit (laughs) but she and i you know she knew i was into biking because i I used to bike to school and she would see me and all that and she was like look i want you to read this book called The Immortal Class by Travis Cooley. It's about a courier who moved to uh, um, Chicago 
from Miami, you said, right? From Miami. And he wanted to uh, open up his own theater. He wanted to be an actor. But in the meantime, to make money, he worked as a courier. And I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'd love to read it. And she's like, the reason why I want you to read it is because he went to this school. He graduated here about five years ago. And I was like, holy shit. Well, the guy who wrote it? or The, the guy who wrote or it. the character. Yeah. No, no, the guy who wrote it. It was, it was, That's it's a story crazy. of his life. Yeah, and she said that she, she really enjoyed him, and she said that, that he reminded her of me, and I was like, "That's awesome." And I read the book, and it's like one of my favorite books now. Yeah, it's called The Immortal Class, and it's basically about this oh, guy. I read it. No, you should. It's an, it's an amazing book, and it's, it's about his life. You know, moving from Miami to Chicago, and sort of the experiences that he went through, like learning about different cultures and all that, and trying to level out his life between having to work as a courier you know in this gritty like dirty life you know and be- becoming an actor and and trying to open up his own theaters and and trying to do more acting in in uh in chicago but essentially he falls in love with like the coring you know he falls in love so, with so i like i'm going from miami to like being um a courier in chicago like that seems just brutal no it, yeah he talks he, he really gets specific about how like it's just like from the summertime to like the winter time, like it's just it it really takes a toll on you, you know. And he just talks about like the like he he really gets in depth of it within like the history of like coring and like people who who dedicate their lives to, you know, making themselves like a, a like the into the bike culture and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's and like the first time he ever saw like a fixie bike, and the first time he ever saw like someone riding one and it like blew his mind. Like he didn't understand how it worked, like the components of it, and how they can put themselves in this situation because it is like. If, if if you ever introduce like a fixie bike to someone, they're like, "I'm never gonna ride one of those. That's that's how I die." You know what I mean? Because those bikes like are insane. No, it is dangerous. It's just so much. It's fun to ride. No, that's the thing. It's like they are like so fun to ride because there's a different sort of mentality that you have when you're on one, and because it's a, it your your mind is sort of in sync with your body you know as, it's, it's as, like it's like driving a manual car exactly yeah like you know you you walk and drive and you don't even think about what you're doing because it's so you're so accustomed to it but when you're doing a fixie like you said like a manual like an automatic or manual car there's such a difference between it that you have to constantly be on like a certain state of mind because you don't want to like crash or die or you know you have you need to think about slowing down yeah you have to think about your every move and it's and it makes it so much more interesting to do you know what i mean so that's a great book you should definitely check it out yeah fixies are definitely nicer though like in florida than out here because it's so flat in florida yeah uh fixies are a lot easier when you're going on a flat road as opposed to like a lot of hills i wouldn't even say it's not even the uphill. The uphill is fine. It's the downhill. It's the downhill because yeah. I mean, like you can't even you can't rest on the downhill because you're just working to slow yourself down on yeah, the fixie. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, but you know what, man? It's still fun, and I'm, it's I'm definitely I love fun. fixies. You should get a fixie, man, or at least a bike soon. You no, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm as pretty sure I'm gonna bike, get gears. I'm gonna get. As soon as you get a bike, let's go for a ride. I'll show you like the places I go. Yeah, let's do it. No, I'm... have you have you biked to L.A. River? No, I'd oh, love so to. So fun, dude. Yeah, you. We should go together, man. I birded the LA River. What does that mean? What do you mean, bird, <laughs> bird scooter? Oh, birded. I birded. Oh no, I you're birded. one of those now. Dude, <laughs> listening to your not... trap music. So I guess you have you never ridden a bird? No. Because you have a bike. Yeah. Yeah. They're really fantastic. No, I hear when you're great. The, when you were the one riding it. I've never heard anything <laughs> negative from the metal. 
Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the bird scooters. I think they're awesome. Oh, sorry, guys. This is super annoying. Is that attached to your computer? The phone yes. is linked to your computer? Yes, it is linked to my computer. Also, this is my background on my <laughs> With phone. With John C. Riley, He looks beautiful. It's I know, like right? Isn't a like, regal isn't like, that a picture great of him. picture of John C. Riley? It's like a LinkedIn picture. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like the first... It's like Facebook business picture. Yeah. <laughs> I love that picture of John C. Riley. <laughs> All right, so at the end of every episode, I like to ask a guest a simple question. What is your favorite, your dream, your all-time best breakfast? That's funny. I like probably make my like all time dream best breakfast like most days. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah, like I like like if you have the time, you just you buy those ingredients and you can make it at home. Yeah, like I I would say like I like the most like traditional American like full breakfast. Like eggs, I like two potatoes. two eggs like over easy mm -hmm. like hash browns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, toast. like yeah, exactly toast. Sourdough. I like uh, I like like um, sprouted bread. Okay. I like sprouted. bread. What about like a rye? Yeah, that's good too. I like yeah. like some like seeds in it. I mm -hmm. like it to be like grainy. Have you had uh, Dave's kick-ass bread? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really uh, good. That's like the like yeah, the, that's his, really good. Yeah, that's probably the best one. Yeah, I like some some like nice fancy bread like that. Sourdough's good. I've been thinking about like making sourdough as a hobby. Really. Cause it's like you get like you get your like starter. sourdough starter. Yeah, it's like yeah. a strain. Yeah, for like taking care of it. And you can probably just go to like a bakery in Los Angeles and buy the starter. If oh you want yeah, to. yeah, yeah. There's a bunch yeah. of different places. Man, I I love breakfast though. So you're you're like a traditional all American kind of like eggs. Yeah, hash browns, I like yeah. The, like the 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 like yolk of the eggs and the hash browns and yeah yeah that's yeah that's what, that's what I like because that's definitely. what you grew up on huh. Mm, no i mean like before like i'd like go to school in the morning i definitely wasn't eating a full breakfast like that really no I guess because I, like I, I would usually make my own breakfast starting from a young age that's true i was very like pop tarts or like toaster strudels wherever it was i was eating like, like instant grits yes or like remember the cereal bars yeah yeah i never was... want sweet in the morning yeah that's what i'll say like i don't like i want that's something true, true. salty and like fatty so you're save you're savory over sweet like you're not gonna get pancakes and waffles always or French for breakfast but also like always like yeah i'd always rather have like salty fat than me too sweet. yeah what, what are some of your favorite restaurants because you say you say you say stuff like oh i love la because of the food what are some of your favorite restaurants in los angeles yeah, it's funny because it's like I, I almost say I'm like vegetarian besides for the taco truck right outside the door of my apartment. Which one is it? It's called Samitas Catering. It's a blue truck on That's Venice That's the thing about Boulevard. LA, man. Like, like the food trucks are like a huge culture here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's just like so And they do good. have some of the best food. It's insane. Yeah, I like this place on the west side called Samosa House. Oh, is... Samosa House, yeah. No way, you know? Yeah, it's like Samosa it's House. it's all like vegetarian. Yeah, no, I, is it a chain? I think it's all vegan. They have a couple of them, but yeah, I think they're only Yeah, we've definitely on... been there, Samosa House. Yeah, because it sounds very familiar. Yeah, I think they're only on the west side, but it's like $10. And that's the thing, though, because like Rachel, her favorite foods are like Indian, Mediterranean, or Mexican. She loves like those I like, are her... I like Indian food and Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a lot of like spices and rice and like curries and all that, so it, it it's all it's all kind of. I mean, in Indian food's like the best to eat if you like have like restrictions, meat meat For restrictions. Sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it also it's fairly cheap 
and it's very healthy for you too which yeah indian food and mediterranean food is probably like the best options you can do hey i like samosa house i've probably gone to samosa house more than any place else i can like walk to it do you have like a signature dish like something you like to cook at home that you love making yourself um i have a lot of things i love making i feel like i i do i do a lot of cooking oh yeah yeah that's i I, i'm like that too like it's better to like experiment at home as opposed to just like going to pay like the same amount for you can get like a bunch of groceries for the same amount as you could like a meal at a restaurant in los angeles yeah so it's better to just like go out and like i mean i love both but yeah i also i like i love to like binge eat at home yeah for sure yeah yeah just like have a night where i'm like i'm gonna eat as much as i want like my (laughs) favorite food yeah that's how i am too yeah i mean I just love, I love like cooking new things or like trying like different stuff. Like, oh, let me try it. Let me see how this works out. And then it just, it just, you know, sometimes it just tastes great. Yeah. Even like super, super simple stuff like those, um, like those impossible burgers we were talking about. Like those. You can make those on the grill, man. Make those yeah, on your stove. Yeah. You can stove make, make those on the stove. Yeah. Those are awesome. Make some French fries. Beyond burgers. Some and other all vegetables. That. Yeah. Like yeah, that. Man. Have you tried the Beyond sausage? Yeah, that's good. Pretty amazing, right? It's really good. It's pretty shocking how much they taste like regular meat. Yeah, there's this place in Venice, Verst Kitchen. No, I haven't tried it. They they cook them. They have it there. Yeah, you can get them like bratwurst and all that. Yeah, I love I love that fake meat. (laughs) Honestly, like it's so good. Even before I was ever vegetarian, it's pretty amazing too because it's like you're eating something that. You know what I hate when people are like, "Oh, if you're if you don't like eating animals, why do you want to eat foods that taste like animals?" I don't even understand like yeah, fuck, where they're coming from. Fuck when they you say for that. saying that. Yeah, because it's like, it's not because it tastes like animals. It's because yeah, it just it tastes good. Like foods you just want to eat without like thinking about like the death of exactly. like a full on mammal. <laughs> exactly. So if I can eat a burger that tastes like a burger, but it was made from like peas and carrots and mushrooms, then I'm gonna do that. Because it tastes just the same. It's like I and don't. It's delicious. I, I have no like ideological opposition to something being in it's like insane. a patty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like yeah, you shouldn't eat too much soy, but yeah, I'm not gonna eat soy chicken every single day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Plus, soy's in everything. You know what I mean? Like, look at the back of your labels. There's soy in almost everything because soy is used as like a component to like. Well, and to it's add like, what do you think that the, the animals that people are eating? <laughs> yeah i know we're eating soy i know exactly there and the funny thing is like people don't understand like the amount of food that we produce is going to animals and then we just eat those animals we can use those foods to feed people true yeah true but yeah i didn't know this would end as a environmental (laughs) sustainable podcast but you know we like our foods bro (laughs) um all right cool man so we're at the end right now uh i'm so glad we got to hang out we got to do this i got to get all your info about your favorite movies all the good foods in la your life and all that it's i'm I'm so happy that we finally got to do this yeah it's um it's really been the ultimate pleasure and you know being able to speak about terminator 2 for a little <laughs> yeah, that, bit that's all this was for it, craving that my girlfriend was not very interested in that conversation it, we're gonna put it on right now after this podcast we're gonna watch terminator 2 right now and i'm very much looking forward to that all right so uh you want to promote yourself like on social media if anyone wants to follow you <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> okay cool guys you can find zane on instagram on <laughs> as urban squid there you go i'm yeah, gonna give it for you it's myself. urban it's urban squidward if i uh... urban squidward there it is yeah yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but cool, man. Thanks so much for, for thank you so much for being here. Well, it's it's been really great. I've been looking forward to it. So you ready to watch Terminator? <laughs> I was born born to watch Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at the end of the podcast, I have a sign off for the guest. I usually start a sentence and then you end it for me. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> we only have one try, so you better get it right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Conversations from a Room. Have a nice night, and... And please leave us a five-star review. (laughs) (laughs) You can mention my name. My name is Zane Platter, and, you know, we just appreciate it. You know, we know that millions of people listen, but... You have been working at the Ritz-Carlton for far too long. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.